0: what's going on everybody welcome to mad talk sports episode number 16 my name is drake
1: and here is
0: joe thanks everybody for for joining in again this week joe little lots of topics this week surprisingly but uh what is on the agenda for episode number 16
1: surprisingly on a sports talk show we're gonna talk wait for it sports and we're gonna stick to uh, NBA and NFL topics as we normally do. Uh, no masters topics. Drake and I aren't big, uh, big golf guys, so we won't be touching on anything there. But we got various news around the NBA with some games that happened recently, a new rule in the NBA, and some general topics to really, really talk on there. We do have a draft, but after that, we're going to get into the NFL. There's been some, uh, some talk there. A couple of different areas that we really want to dive into. And then a last little segment where we're gonna play another game with a, a name to to be determined, really.
0: And baseball also started, but I'm also not a baseball guy, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, go go Brewers! I think they I think they won the other day, and I think they're in first, but I, I don't follow super closely, so I
0: couldn't tell you more than like three players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I probably, honestly well, I can tell you who. Nah, I'm not even going to say it cuz I'm going to butcher his name, but um yeah, I don't follow baseball either. So, but I do know it started, maybe I'll follow up on it so we can talk about it a little bit. I know we got some fans that like baseball, so we'll we'll see. I don't know. I'm it's kind of boring to me.
1: Hmm. All right, well, fair enough. Let's uh let's not spend time on the stuff that we're not going to talk about and get <laughs> right into the stuff we will talk about. And that's going to bring us right to the NBA. We're in the, the last week of the season here. But before we focus in on that, there has been a, a new rule that will start going into effect next season. So the 2023-2024 season in the NBA, specifically pertaining to their year-end awards. That means, you know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA, all of that stuff. And the rule is that you have to play at least 65 games to qualify. You know, 65 out of 82 so as far as the rule itself, we've talked about
0: load management on the show in the past. What do you think of the rule, Drake? Uh, like you said, we've talked about in the past. I'd, and we've talked about implementing something like this. And we've said before, like, you know, DeMar DeRozan came out with the comment and his game was a lot higher. And I think we kind of set the bar for what we would like to see probably around this area. So I definitely like the rule for sure, 100%.
1: I a hundred percent agree. I think it's a a good step in the right direction. Is it going to solve everything? I don't know, but I think it might because one big thing in the NBA that they put into play a few years ago is that you're only eligible for like certain levels of contracts based on, you know, the level of all NBA team you made. So like if you want the big payday, you gotta be winning those awards. So I think it is a good rule to have. And I, I, I really have no complaints against it. Sure. It'll stink if there's a year where Giannis plays 64 games and can't be all NBA because, you know, he missed the cut by one game, but you know, you're that's, it's really the only way to, to really start comp, you know, compacting or, or really just competing against the, you know, the, the resting and the load management. So
0: I'm all for it. And we've seen that, that Draymond green was all not for it. Um what do you kind of feel about what Draymond said towards the the rule that we're going to see some, some scrubs winning awards and everything? It's ridiculous. I mean, who are some of the players that
1: like when you and XP were going back and forth that, you know, we're going to get left off the list. Like Jalen Brown was kind of like someone who's on the bubble. So like, you know, that caliber caliber of a player makes it an all NBA team. Is that a bum? Is that a scrub? No, Draymond is out of bounds when it comes to this. And even when he was talking about it, he just sounded, I mean, Draymond's a smart guy, but with this, he sounded so dumb. He's like, oh, well, just because Curry got hurt and missed this amount of games, then he gets hurt again. Like he should still, he should still be able to be all NBA dude. What you just said, if he gets hurt twice, he should still be able to be qualified for an award. No, sir. You get with the new rule, you're still able to miss 17 games. That's plenty of games to miss to, you know, to account for for you know the back to back, the second night you don't want to play. You have a little ankle injury that keeps you out six seven games, like that. I, he just didn't sound
0: he just didn't sound smart when he was talking about it. He sounded salty. And I think that the the, the comments were just very soft. Like just another player condoning load management and being worried that you know these guys are gonna like you know Kawhi they're gonna load manage and and end up doing it too much and they're not gonna be able to be eligible for those contracts or be eligible for MVPs or stuff like that like yeah if you're getting injured and you're gonna miss more than 17 games yeah you you probably shouldn't be MVP of the league if you're missing that much time and I just think they were very soft comments and I kind of hope, but I feel like – hope not, but I feel like that's kind of where the league is going today is like worrying more about load managing than playing. And I just – I think they were soft. I like the rule. Play, period. I agree.
1: Not much else to be said there. I think we're
0: on the exact same page. Well, how about uh, Lakers and the Clippers – I watched that game last night. Um pretty good game, but um how do you how, how have the, the the Clippers beat them 11 straight times? Like 11, 11. straight times. Like, like what is that? The Lakers can't win one game. One. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like before oh. we even dive into like why that's happened, how that's even happened, let's start with uh did you see what LeBron said about that game
0: like that it was result of being five home games or whatever basically saying that it was a scheduled loss like that it wasn't fair because the
1: lakers were on the second night of a back-to-back and the clippers were coming off like three full days of rest i mean boo-hoo boo-hoo is right (laughs) what about the last 10 times you saying that if things were all even
0: you were gonna win doesn't seem that way and that that's like not sense. Even, He said it was like they've had five straight road games. This game in LA doesn't even count as an LA <laughs> Right. You're in your own bed. You literally in the same stadium.
1: <laughs> like like what what kind of talk is that, LeBron? Like you guys are playing good. Don't be a baby. Don't try to to, you know, take credit away from the Clippers. They've They've owned the Lakers since Ty Lu got there. And that's that's with Paul George missing time. That's with Kawhi Leonard missing time. So that's just it's it's a soft comment. That's softer than Draymond.
0: I I will say though, it's crazy, but when the Clippers play the Lakers, they really turn into the the 2018 Warriors. Like hmm. they shoot lights out. Um Last night, it was like every three they put up, they made, you know, Anthony Davis said their game plan was to let Russ shoot, which any other team does that. Right. They have success with. He was draining them against the Lakers. So I don't know if it's just an L.A. thing and the Clippers just come out and they're like, you know, they're locked in. They're ready to go. They're just like they were literally nailing every every shot. It seemed like last night.
1: And I think, I think part of that is like the, you know, little brother wants to beat big brother, you know, like they get up for those games. The Clippers have been the little brother more like the, you know, the redheaded stepchild for, you know, in LA, when it comes to basketball, you know, Clippers have made one conference finals. Lakers have what 12 championships, something like that, maybe 13. So like, you know, they, they get up for those games and now they got Russ. He's going to get up for that game, obviously, Uh, Kawhi gets up for those games when he's healthy when he's playing he played all 24 minutes in the second half that's first time he's done that since uh since 2013 when the Spurs lost to the uh, the Heat in game seven of the finals
0: I also think I've seen that it was his first back-to-back game in like two years has to be so I don't it was he had like He played a good game. LeBron played good defense on him, though, too. Um, But, like, Norman Powell, he snapped. He was draining everything. Like, um, Zubach had a good game. Russ, Terrence Mann was, you know, fine. But it was just, overall, the Clippers just have the Lakers number. Like... Anthony Davis didn't play that well of a game. LeBron had a great second half. LeBron had a a full game in the second half after a terrible first half, but it was just the Clippers have the Lakers number. They don't, like you said, they didn't have Paul George. So do I think the, if it was a playoff series, do I think the Clippers would win 4-0? No. But with the way it the 11 in a row seems, maybe they would. I don't know. But the clippers just have the lakers number i guess yep. yeah
1: and i think you know i'm willing to die on this rock that the fact that in the bubble year you know the mickey mouse championship whatever you want to call it if the if the clippers didn't choke down that 3-1 lead to the nuggets i think the clippers beat the lakers in the the conference finals like you know they had their number even back then maybe not quite as much as they have it quite you know right now but i i really think that team was built specifically to beat the Lakers. So, I I think that is something that would have happened again if the Clippers didn't choke it away themselves. So, if that did happen this year, that'd be that'd be great. You know, like that's obviously what we've been waiting for since uh since Kawhi and Paul George got to LA as well as, you know, obviously LeBron was there before either of those two and they got Anthony Davis in a similar time frame. So, that that would be great if we got a chance to see that. It's going to be very unlikely. Cause you know, the Clippers seems like they're going to be the five seed, and it seems like the Lakers are going to be probably six or seven. So for them to match up, it would kind of take a lot of dominoes to fall. So
0: unfortunately I don't think we'll get to get an answer to that. Yeah. And neither of them will be like a one seed anytime soon. So. Nope, they will not, but straight, let's, straight let's, shot. <laughs> let's, uh, what's up. Nothing. Just took a slight jab at the, the clip the LA franchises.
1: I think it's, it's facts though. I don't see either of them, you know, really taking a jump to, you know, to a top seed team anytime soon. Cause they are like, you know, those are like the faces of of load management between, you know, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron Anthony Davis isn't even necessarily load management. I think
0: he's just <laughs> he's a feather.
1: Yeah. He's just, you know, paper skin and and bones of glass.
0: How about the, the Pelicans? What do you Zion's gonna be back for the playoffs? How do you feel about them? Do you think Zion coming back, them being at quote full strength, um, think that helps them? Does it matter in a sense? Well,
1: it does matter, and it's it only matters to specifically whoever they're gonna match up with. Because if they're let's say they end up being the eight seed and their first game is against the nuggets. That's a handful of a first round series for for the nuggets because the you know the Pelicans there, you know they're playing well. They beat the I want to say they beat the Kings. No, they lost to the Kings. They beat the Grizzlies in OT the other night. They beat the Clippers. I think that was about a week ago. Before that they did beat the Nuggets even. So they've had some nice impressive wins here as of late. They're sitting at the 8 spot. And they've got the same record as the Lakers. They're only a game behind the Warriors and the Clippers. So they can do some damage. And if they if they get the right matchup, they can be a problem for somebody. Now, Zion's got to come back and, and be himself for any of that to matter. I don't think it matters in the sense like they're, you know, they're winning the East or, I mean, the West, they're not, that's not happening. But they they can be a
0: pain in the butt for, for somebody depending on who they match up with. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think that, you know, they're not finals picks, right? They're not the favorite coming out of the West or anything like that, but I definitely think they can knock someone out. I think they can be a big shock to somebody and right like the Nuggets, you know, people, a lot of people would say that the Nuggets are the favorite in the West and, you know, we'll see them in the finals, but the Pelicans could probably knock them out and it'd be, it would take a lot for them. They'd have to play good basketball. Obviously they're both good teams, but, you know, the the Pelicans are deep, they're young, they play well together, they know each other, so, and Zion, if he comes back and is himself, that he's just, you know, a force obviously, but are they a finals pick? Are they guaranteed to come out of the West? You know, no. They were, when Zion was healthy, they were, like, a top five seed. They were playing very good. Yeah, they were playing very good basketball, so I mean who knows maybe he comes back and they do end up making a nice run but like coming out of the west wise probably I don't I don't see it not yet at least maybe in the future they're still young right. so but right now probably not Yeah I
1: agree probably not but you know for a Pelicans franchise this I mean just making the playoffs having a tough first round like that's that's pretty good <laughs> and
0: who knows? Maybe, maybe Zion averages thirty in the playoffs, and Brandon Ingram is a 26er and maybe they do do something. Maybe we'll see uh Brandon Ingram in the finals, but uh, it's it's nope. a it's some wishful thinking. Nope, nope, nope. Who not knows? Yet.
1: Not yet. Not this year. The West is wide open, but they're not one of the teams that I would take seriously in in actually taking it.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know what, it's just looking at the West, it's just like, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about it later, but it's just so, like you said, wide open that I can't even, I don't even see, you know, like who my favorite would be or anything like that. Well, let's talk
1: about who a lot of people's preseason favorite was and even uh, this was uh XP's original pick when we did our like, you know, midseason type of predictions. And that's that's Warriors. You know, they're hanging around. Wiggins has returned to the team. Doesn't mean he hasn't returned to the lineup, but that seems to be happening here. And it is looking like they, you know, in that wide open West, they've, you know, they've been able to hang around. They're still alive. And my message to the West is you should have killed them. Like they have. The, what, third worst road record in the league? Against winning teams, they're like 2-20 and on the road. That's worse than the Spurs. The Spurs. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? But even with that, they're still, what, the sixth seed right now? They'll probably draw the Kings in the first round. Super winnable, even though I like the Kings. We both do. But the Warriors are hanging around. Who can kill them? It seems like everyone's too going to. They're going to be too much fighting themselves. That the Warriors may just hang around and then all of a sudden run into who, the Nuggets in the conference conference finals or the Clippers. Who knows? But man, they are they are way too alive. It, do you think they can get back to the finals?
0: Now, before I say that, um, when you look at their their home record and their away record, it's just so outrageous like when you think of like the nuggets and the grizzlies right their away record is worse than their home record they're very good home teams right but like the warriors their home record is like one or two seed and then their away record is like 14th 15th seed so it's just yeah it's just like it's awful and i i don't know but When I look at it, it's like, I can't. When you think of, can the Warriors get back to the finals? Just the team that has been the definition of consistent in the league with, you know, playoff runs and, and finals appearances and everything. Like, it gives me a little, you know, LeBron in the East vibes. Like, it's something you can't count out or you don't want to count out, but I don't know if I can put them back in the finals this year. You know, we've said it time and time again. We've said it time and time again this episode. Like, the West is wide open, so maybe they have a nice path there, and they knock someone out, and, you know, who knows? Like, Mm. I don't see an overall general powerhouse team in the West that is like, you know, if they hit them, they're not going to make it, right? So... Do I see him back in the finals? No, but it's like, can you really say no when it comes to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and and Steve Kerr? You know. Well, you just did. You just said no. <laughs> I. It's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't want to say yeah because it's like, they do stink on the road bad but I don't want to say no. Cause it's like, like I said, Steph Curry and and Steve Kerr is a great coach and it's just an organization that you see in the finals every, like every year. So yeah, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah. And I will say this, man, whoever they match up with in the playoffs, like on the flip side, that team's going to be kind of nervous, but also for us, for picking those games, that's going to be such a hard series to pick, you know, like, Let's say they end up the five, they'd play the Suns. That'd be so hard to pick. They're the six. They play the Kings. That'd be kind of hard to pick. Like, uh, we're going to be into the, running into these true problems in a, you know, a week or two here. But yeah, I, I hear you. I I hear you, but man, someone's got to do it at some point. I don't see them getting to the finals, but as long as they're there, like you, you can't count Steph out. You can't count out those, you know, those champions that they have, they are to the, the defending champions, but it it really boils down to, like you said, there's no world beater out there. At least, at least it doesn't seem that way, but uh, let's, let's flip out to the team that has secured on the other side of the bracket, the, the number one seed in the conference, but also the best record in the NBA. And that is the Milwaukee bucks. They did so with, uh, with a win against the bulls. That was without Giannis. So impressive to, to get a, get a W there, Bobby P Bobby Portis, He put up, I think 37, I want to say, but you know, with the bucks, you know, securing the one seed with the team that they have, do you think that they can be considered the,
0: the favorites in the East? I mean, in, in general, probably. Right. Um, But I still think that like any one of those top three teams can be considered the favorite. Like, they're just pretty well matched up. It depends on the night. I think all three can beat all three. It's based on matchups. Like, you know, last week when we were here, we were talking about the Celtics just whipping on the Bucks. Yeah. So the, the East, I don't think is as wide open as the West, but I definitely think that like the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Celtics are all capable of beating each other in a seven-game series. And – Obviously, I would say the Bucks are the favorite. You know, they are the one seed, best record in the league. They have Giannis, so yeah, they're they're probably the favorites. But I still would, if you asked me that about the Celtics, I'd probably say yeah too. So it's a, it's again how I feel about the Warriors. Like I just don't know where I can one hundred percent put my heart into it and and give an answer. I'm just fully confident behind. And I know you probably see it as uh, differently as a Bucks fan because, you know, I probably would too, but just personally from the outside of it, I just, I can't lock in and say that the Bucks are the favorite in the East when they are going to have to meet up with the likes of the Sixers or the, or the, or the Celtics, you know,
1: I hear you. And, uh, before I give, uh, my answer, you know, you might remember a few weeks back, we were chatting back and forth and, uh, I, when we were talking about, you know, what we were going to talk about on the pod for that week, I kind of jokingly called myself what? Like truth speaker or truth seeker, something like that. A little play some, on both.
0: Something like that, yeah. Something
1: like that, right? Because I speak the truth. You know, like, yeah, I'm obviously a fan, but uh, I'm going to have to be honest here. I got to give some props to the Celtics. They're, you know, they obviously whooped up on the Bucks the, the other night. They've beaten the Bucks pretty pretty handily three out of four times this year and the, or two out of three, I think they only matched up three times, uh, but the the time the Bucks did win, you know, no Tatum, no Brown. So like you throw that game away and obviously the, the Celtics beat the, the Bucks in the playoffs last year. You know, obviously we didn't have Middleton and you know, we've added some pieces since then, but the Celtics deserve a lot of props. You know, they're probably the best on paper, like top to bottom roster in the league. They, they seem to be well coached and they seem to be out on a vengeance to, you know, go finish the job that wasn't done. So I got to give them props. And I guess all in all with that, you know, as the truth speaker, I'm going to have to label the Bucks as uh as co-favorites. I got, I'd say if I had to split it up, I give 40% Bucks, 40% Celtics, 20% Sixers, the Celtics, I would have them higher if it weren't for the fact that they have to play the Sixers sooner than the Bucs would. Like, I think that is, the great equalizer. Cause I think the Celt, the, the Sixers can be a handful and can even beat the, the Celtics depending on how things go. So co-favorites would be my answer for, for the bucks sharing that title with
0: Celtics. Like I said, I would co-favorite a, a three-way tie with, with the Sixers as well. Just, I, I see the Sixers higher than most just because I have a lot of faith in, in Joel Embiid and, if James Hardigan stay healthy throughout a, a playoff run and a series that helps as well. So, but you know, their coach is a little, uh, playoff, uh, lead blower. So who knows? Lead blower. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doc Rivers definitely got a, a
1: bad, a bad track record when it comes to that worse than most, but, So I, you're obviously you're higher on the Sixers than most. Like you said, I do still respect them. I think they can beat, you know, either the bucks or the Celtics, but I think either way, it's an uphill battle just because it it just seems like they don't have that pedigree. It's, you know, it's a little unfair because it is partially due to, you know, past failures for that team in the, in the playoffs or for James Harden, his career in the playoffs. But it's kind of one of those things, you know, until you see it, like it's, it's really hard to give them that same props as the last two, you know, Eastern conference champions.
0: And yeah, I was going to say, and almost finals champions, but one, one, one didn't, but yeah. Bucks finished the job. Celtics didn't. Yeah. Um, So I don't know, man, you know how low I am on Ben Simmons. So I think with, with James Harden, Maybe that'll put him over the edge. Who knows? It's it's time James Harden, you know, does something for his name and legacy and right. Joel Embiid puts a stamp on him being the best center in the league.
1: I mean, it's definitely attainable.
0: I think I'd say he's the
1: best center in the league anyways, but he's uh for a lot of people, he's still gotta prove that.
0: And you know how many people would just argue with that and <laughs> right just out the fact that oh well, Jokic gets triple doubles, ooh, and he's very efficient. Well, Joel Embiid is dominant, so I agree with you. By the way, that I I think Joel Embiid is the best center in the league.
1: I agree, he's a beast, and he's probably going to be MVP.
0: Maybe, maybe I still that talk. I mean, we'll definitely have it later, but. I still don't know who's going to take it. It's like, I i think I told you the other day or whatever, just at this point, give them a three-way tie. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that, I guess,
1: but uh, I'd rather see somebody just take it. And I, I think, I don't know. Yeah, there there is a few games left to be written. Like, who knows? Maybe one of those three guys sits out, you know, the last two games while the other two play maybe two of them sit out while one plays. So there's, you know, there's still just a wee bit of a wiggle room here, but at the, you know, the, the, the 95 mile marker out of this, you know, hundred mile race, I'd, I'd probably give it to to Embiid just because of the, the 50 point game the other night against the Celtics. Like that's a huge game. And you know, when there's only a few games left, you need something like that to, you know, to swing things just a hair, but, it's super close. It's one of the closest three way races that that I can
0: remember, and I think Giannis not playing against the Bulls it's costing him. Yeah, but he what I think the last ladder I seen. I don't know how. I think I just seen it today. Uh, Jokic is is one again, and, and beats mm-hmm. two. So got it. I would hate to see it go to Jokic personally, just, you know, whatever. But I do agree that Joel Embiid should be MVP.
1: I agree. And we can have a more in-depth conversation when we're finally past the 82-game mark. But let's move over to our last topic for specific NBA talk. And let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Man, we've, we've wanted to talk about them so much. Obviously, KD getting hurt. Had to put things on pause for just a little bit, and now he's back, and he's playing again, and since he came back, they've won, I think, four straight, uh, maybe three or four. Um, either way, they've beaten the Nuggets twice in their last four games. That's impressive. But overall, with Kevin Durant in the starting lineup, the Suns are undefeated. Now, I don't know if that's 9-0, and 10-0, something along those lines. KD dropped a healthy, I want to say, almost 30 again tonight. You know, with them all back like this, you know, now that they're healthy, it seems like, and now that they got some time together, should they be the favorites in the entire league? Not just the West,
0: in the entire league. I mean, you know, they're very star-powered. Like, the front four are up there with the best in the league, if not the best. And, you know, also with you saying that they're undefeated with KD, I think KD is undefeated in like his last it's it's a it's a nice number like 20 something starts or whatever Hmm. and but the suns they aren't they're not really that deep when you think about it like they're not as deep compared to like the celtics or the bucks or even the nuggets honestly like yeah they've beat them um but their front four it's they're very star powered up front and you know they might struggle getting up to matching up in a, in a seven game series with those type of teams i do have i still do have them as my finals pick if they make it and i still have them coming out of the west so are they the favorite in the whole league if healthy and and everything from what we see off of now yeah probably at least in the west if not the whole league but I'd probably I'd probably say, yeah. The playoffs are just so like scrambled in my head right now just because it, everything is wide open and we're seeing people sit and, and everything and matchups aren't guaranteed yet. So, again, a concrete answer. Can't really give it to you, but looking at it from where we are now, I'd probably say, yeah.
1: The question as stated, as far as favorites in the entire league, I can't say that. I can't. I think I'd pick the... Uh, for sure, I'd pick Bucks Celtics over them. Uh, no might, shot. might pick Sixers over them, but I guess on the flip side, you know, let's say the Suns did get all the way to the finals. That means that they just went on a path to where, let's say they just beat the Clippers in seven game series. They just are best of seven. They just beat the Nuggets in best of seven. They just beat the the Grizzlies or the Lakers in a best of seven. So they're, you know, they're ripped in. They're ready. So like I guess maybe my mind might change at that time if that were to be the case. But as it currently stands, I can't do it. You know, chemistry matters. At the end of the day, chemistry does matter. And even though KD, you can drop them anywhere and they'll be good, I I still think you need time because playoffs are different. A team's got, you know, they're just facing you for two weeks. That's all they're worried about. That's all they're game planning for is you. So there, someone at some point is going to find a way to slow down the Suns, even with this whole squad, and they won't have any counter punches because they haven't spent any time. They just haven't. It's you know, it's it's kind of the way things go. And you make an in season move. We haven't seen anything like this for like a star of that pl- that caliber moving in season and then going to win it all. So I can't do that. Now they have good, as good a chance as anybody in the West of the real contenders, but the whole league, I think. I think Bucks, Celtics and maybe even Sixers are really just a step ahead of everybody else.
0: And that's fine. <laughs> that's 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 and that's a, that's it's fine. <laughs> it's... How did I know? <laughs> cuz it's just it's fine. It's fine. It's fine I mean, cuz it's right. Truth speaker. <laughs> maybe, who knows. I Never mind. I'm not going to start another that serious debate.
1: Alrighty. All right. Well, obviously a bunch of stuff we'll revisit there, but let's take a break from NBA topics and let's, let's get into a draft
0: draft. And we're going to do something a little new. So we're going to do a draft and we're going to put it into a bracket. So it's also going to be a snake style draft, which we haven't done yet. And we're going to be drafting NBA logos and putting them into a bracket. So, we're gonna go from a one to an eight seed, and then my bracket's gonna play Joe's bracket. And Joe, if you want to explain it differently, if I explained it wrong, because I know I explained it wrong to you earlier, you can go ahead. <laughs> if no, not. So you explained it. You explained it right. I think
1: the only thing that's important to uh, to note is like we're both ranking, you know, one through eight. But you know, Drake's one would face my eight. You know, like uh, you know, like an NBA playoff bracket would really look. And you're just ultimately going to be voting on the logo, not the franchise, not the team, not if LeBron's on there or not. It's literally just the logo. You know, whose logo is better, the Clippers or the Thunder? Neither. Those are the worst two in the league. But for the ones that we actually pick, that's what the conversation or, or what the vote is truly about.
0: So, you know what? Let's just get right into our NBA logo bracket style draft. And, Joe, you can go first.
1: Oh, how kind of you to only take second and third pick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless I, – I can go first if you want.
1: No. You know what? I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go with a Cinderella pick here. This team stinks, but their logo <laughs> is nice. They're, okay, their team doesn't stink, stink. But let's go with the New York
0: Knicks, number one off the board. The Knicks is your one seed. Yeah, a okay. little bold. Well – and my one seed, like, it just has to be. Jeez. Okay. It ha- it just ha- it my one seed has to be the Celtics. Yeah, I thought about them. It's like the the green is just it's kinda sick.
1: It is. It's a good logo. I really, really thought about it. I didn't think you'd go then.
0: You're... No, the Knicks were actually My second when I had down for my second pick, so
1: Oh, wow. I'm glad I stole
0: one. I I like their I like their logo. I do too.
1: I like the colors.
0: Oh, I also get okay. Oh yeah, I also get uh my next one. And it might be a little high, but I actually really do like their logo and I just I have to take the Bucks logo ah no dude the deer is just undefeated fear the deer Man. i really i like the deer
1: yeah it's a great it's a great deer and uh if you look closer at it like the torso of or like the you know like the neck area of the deer it's also a green m if you look into the antlers like the, the front antlers are supposed to be like you know basically like the outline of a basketball so like it's it's a nice logo in the cream like I like that pick, Drake. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna go that route, and I'm kind of upset that you did. I was really hoping you would just take your team, but whatever. So My I guess team. I don't have a team. The closest thing to you having a team <laughs> okay. is is the Miami Heat.
0: So are you taking them? I am. So your second pick is the Miami Heat. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Um, right. That's fine. I that's, that's um, fine. That's fine. No, that's that's a great pick.
1: It's just fine it's
0: it really it is a great pick like the basketball is just it's fire it's a fire logo like that that's it's probably all a, on fire Drake it, exactly <laughs> like it's just fire, fire see now logo. this is this is where it gets hard because i feel like we've taken all you know, the best logos already um but before gonna... before you go i swear every draft we do when it comes down to like the third pick you're like this is where it gets hard <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I can't think of the last time
1: I did that. <laughs> All right.
0: Last draft. Guaranteed.
1: Wow. Well, might have to take a peek or take a listen. But um, my uh, my next pick here, I'm going to do a uh, – I'm going I'm to stay in the East. I got three East teams, and I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. I mean,
0: it's fine.
1: Did you know? <laughs> it's a classic flip, logo. If you flip the logo upside down, it looks like a like a little robot reading a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ever see that? See yeah, that? On I have.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's kind of well, it's kind
1: of weird how that works out, but yeah, I like cause the Bulls it, logo. It
0: actually does. It really does. Not even a stretch. Well, my third pick is gonna be a scrub team. Let's go. But you know, one of their I like one of their players, but I really like the logo. Don't you dare. It's nice. It's a nice color. Mm. You know, it's a nice animal. Oh. It's just a sick logo. Oh. And I'm going to take the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I was looking at it. It's, it is a nice logo, and I don't mind the colors either. They just stink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And then I'm going to... Flip around, and I, you know, this logo is very underrated. Uh Uh-oh. But you know what? It has not, like, I'm going to take the Trailblazers.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Talk to me about that. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? When I'm just looking at it, it just looks... I don't know. It's a very line work. It looks thing. like a steel company. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's better than like you know the wizards.
1: <laughs> Come on, catching strays. There's always somebody catching
0: strays from Drake. I mean, what the what wizards pick was that? logo? Oh, is that was my bad. four pick. Oof. Okay, yeah, maybe that definitely went a little high there. <laughs> oh, geez. dude, they weren't even I on think- my radar. Dude, the red just like caught me and I was just uh but you're just I looking at
1: the logos yeah. and you're like red. <laughs> so I guess you're going Hawks next, huh? No. Um, but yeah, um, interesting. That's that's fine. Um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different route here and I'm gonna go with the Utah Jazz.
0: Dog, ew. Dude, yeah, I love no, it. that's a gross pick.
1: They weren't on my radar, but then I'm looking at them right now, now that my top teams are all gone. And I'm like, you know, I kind of like that little, you know, that little music note. Music sign,
0: jazz logo, grossness, green and yellow. And (laughs) yeah, he's such a hater. (laughs) That might be worse than the Timberwolves. Okay, well, now we're just lying.
1: The Timberwolves old logo back in the KG, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, uh, that era. Those were those were nice. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. Now, for my fifth pick... See, it's so hard now, though. Um, the rest of these logos are so boring, so I'm going to take one that's not super boring. Used to be way cooler. Um, I'm going to go with the Raptors.
0: All right. I mean, Used to be so cool with the baby dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just a basketball. <laughs> with some claw marks, though. <laughs> um. Well, then I got to go with like a not so boring. It's round, but it's not a basketball. Oh, my God. Here goes a boring pick. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: go. You know what?
0: (laughs) First for my fifth pick. I'm going to take Oh jeez. Okay.
1: Um Man, you're like that guy in fantasy that's picking at the way end of the draft, got the snake pick, using the full 2-minute clock on both.
0: It's picks. not my <laughs> fault all these other logos absolutely stink. I'm going to take the Pelicans. That's that's okay. That's not terrible. They were on my radar. And then I just gotta take. I gotta take the Warriors. That's who I thought you were gonna take before you took the Pelicans. It was, but then you know, a five seed was a little high, so six seed,
1: six seed, just like in
0: real life. (laughs) But the Blazers are just very high for me, so I kind of ruined it there. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't know what you were thinking with that one. All right, so that was your six, right? Yeah. All right. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here. My six, man, these just all stink. Man, these fan bases are not going to be happy with us. Just no. saying, they all stink. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the Spurs. I always kind of like the Spurs. It's a little yeah. plain, so I can't put it too much higher, but I like the spur. I mean,
0: fine. Yeah, as a as a as a six pick, that's a pretty good. Yeah, six seed. And then uh, I'm gonna stay in the 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 Lone
1: Star State of of Texas to the yeah, city. I'm ew. I'm heading to uh to to next week actually. So I'm gonna go with the the Houston Rockets. All right, just so now rude. catching strays all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: now now here comes the Pacers.
0: Ill. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> I <Catching> just. <laughs> gotta take who's your okay all right um I'm gonna take I know it's two I'm gonna take but I don't know where I want to put them dude <laughs> all right I'm gonna put the calves at my seventh seed okay and I'm gonna because it's the only basically the only one left that's not a basketball. And then I'm going to put the. I'm going to put. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to put the Nuggets at my A seed. Good pick. I'm glad
1: you did because if they went undrafted, I was going to not feel good about it. And I (laughs) would have taken them. Like it's Dees, like it's yeah, got it's, the it's got the mountain,
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know it, the, and the what big called the pickaxes, and there's pickaxes, some, yeah. It's you know, uh,
1: <laughs> it's an eight scene. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <clears throat> All right, so then my last pick is, I mean, it's straight up a legacy pick. Like, really, the the logo itself might be, might be the most boring logo in sports. But it might do me some good in this uh, in the voting section, so I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. I mean, you 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 just have to, right? They couldn't have gone undrafted; it would just be no. We would get discredited.
0: Can your Lakers beat my
1: Celtics pick, though? No. If I would have put the Lakers at seven, they might have been able to beat the Bucks low key. Maybe they're not a better uh, logo than the Bucks, but you know how people are. There's like. Pfft,
0: Purple and gold done. All I know is I probably should. I don't know. I should have taken like the 76ers over the Blazers or something. Yeah. The Blazers the pick The Blazers is, is just an awful pick. It's a terrible pick.
1: <laughs> you could trade them out for someone you didn't draft.
0: No. You sure? Yeah. Four seeds just way too high. Four seed. Like, yeah, that's just. <laughs> It's awful. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, Drake. Like I probably could have taken like the Nets. I pr- I could have taken the Grizzlies. How are the Grizzlies not in draft? It's a bear. I know. <laughs> I thought about it. Um,
1: it's they a were boring
0: like... bear, but it's a it's <laughs> better than the. Put dude.
1: them in for the Trailblazers. Do it, dude. People are gonna see the Trailblazers logo on there and be like, dude, what? <laughs>
0: All right, I might, I might do fourth pick is the Grizzlies.
1: Let's go, go Grizzlies! All right, that wraps up the, that wraps up the logo draft. That was
0: a, a fun one because the least measurable of anything. <laughs> Definitely, I, I like though that it's like there were no stats, no nothing involved in that. So
1: not much reasoning. It was just like I like He's the color, <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Or I'm not gonna draft the Clippers because it stinks it does stink their logo it's is not horrible good. i mean the thunders is like also not great but it could be it could not- have went it could have went over the trailblazers man I, yeah well you picked them fourth somehow i don't i was just looking at it and i was like wow this is kind of cool and then i said it and then i was like wow this is kind of not
1: <laughs> yeah that was a uh, that was a bad pick trick i'm it's, sorry it's
0: all right it's okay
1: Okay. All right. Well, that was a fun one. And again, we'll, we'll bracket those up, you know, one through eight, you know, two side or, you know, eight on each side and they'll go head to head. One V eight, four V five, two V seven, so on and so forth. And you guys will vote for the winners and we'll see who ends up in the finals and who ends up being the, you know, the best logo
0: in the NBA bracket style, the logo champ, the mad talks logo champ. I like it. Who's going to hold the trophy. It's gotta be the trailblazers. Like, <laughs> if that's they stay sneaky, on the yeah, list, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might, I might, I don't know. I kind of just, I'm going, you know, I am going to because I got to just roll with it. Got to roll with the gut. Your gut was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, what do we have to talk about in the NFL? Let's just jump right into the NFL. All right. So, NFL.
1: It's almost like you're digging for topics, right? Well, we got a few nuggets to come our way. Uh, not the Denver Nuggets, who are Drake's eight seed in the logo draft, uh, but some nice little little trinkets that fell into our laps to talk about the NFL. And let's start with uh, well, who someone who someone on this show, um, you know, some some person for some reason thinks uh, th- thinks this guy's the best receiver in the league. Drake, what's going on with Tyreek Hill?
0: Well, Tyreek Hill plans to retire at the end of his contract. That will be, he will be 32, 33, uh, three more years. So I don't know how much I believe it. He says he wants to be on the business side of it, but Tyreek has always been about his money. So if he gets another nice deal and he's still playing good football, obviously, like you said, I value his consistency, his ability. You know, I value all of that a little more highly than you might, but both, regardless, in both of our eyes, he's a top three receiver. So if he, you know, he's got, hey, I got three years left. He's telling the, the, the Dolphins that he wants to retire, right? So with this comment from Tyreek, if I'm the Dolphins, all right, I give up on this 2 experiment. You know, you went all in on the defense, you have these offensive weapons. Like I said, in both of our eyes, you have a top three receiver who's telling you, I'm gone in three years. I'm retiring. You're, you know, you're paying them all this money. You're loading this team up. I'm sorry, but this tool run has got to be over with. You know, this is when you, you, you go all, all in, you don't go almost all in, you go all in. You need a Super Bowl, right? And. I do have a take, but if you want to say anything on this before I get into that take, I will give the four to you.
1: Well, I can because I feel like I've got a feeling you're going to go off the rails here to where <laughs> it'll be a totally new topic by the end of it. Um, but I think you're on to something. Uh, the two are out. That's exactly what I was going to go with here too is that you know, flashback a few years ago you know, Tyreek's playing with the Chiefs and playing with Mahomes and talking about how they're about to win six championships or whatever it is, and then he plays a year with Tua, and he talks about how he's going to retire in three years. Like, (laughs) you got a Tua problem, Miami, you do, and I think you're exactly right. Like, this accelerates the timeline for their window. It's all of a sudden they thought, they went from, hey, you're a young, fast team, you guys should be good for a really long time, to, hey, your best player is going to retire in three years. And I don't have any problem with him choosing to do so. Like he's already done a lot in his career and you give him three more years, he'll be, you know, he'll be a certified hall of famer, even if, you know, if not already. So I have no problem with anyone choosing to walk away a year too early to protect your body, to pursue other interests by all means. And, you know, him planning to do so way ahead of time, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, I, I would, I would take him at his word in regards to that, but three years is a long time, you know, three years, before now was the beginning of COVID, so like you know, a lot can happen in three years. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Pretty similar with you that, you know, the the Dolphins their 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 clock has started to tick. That window has started to to really inch shut faster than they thought it was going to move at all.
0: So, we're both on the the two experiments got to be up, right? You know yep. who wants like who wants to play for Miami? Tom Brady. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson (laughs) wants to play for Miami. He said it himself. So, yes, you don't have the picks right now, but if Lamar waits until after draft day to sign the Ravens offer, Miami can give him an offer because they would have the 2024 and 2025 picks to offer for him. You got to go all in now. Fixing your quarterback is what you need to do. You can't afford to wait until he's a free agent next year because now you're what? You'll lose defensive players. you got to come up with more money, blah, 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 blah. So you went almost all in. They need to go all in and now. There's a quarterback who wants to play for you. He's going to cost a lot of money. I think you can get him a little cheaper. Um, I think he just wants out of Baltimore. Maybe he doesn't want that 200 mil guaranteed definitely right now. But if they can give up the – 2024 and 2025 picks, or whatever it may be, even if it's not Lamar. But like I said, Lamar's a quarterback who wants to play there. There's no big guys out there. I mean, you could, whoa, Carson Wentz. Uh, <laughs> I was, I thought you, <laughs> I you could try your luck and go after Mister Number Twelve, the one who's still playing. Doubt it, but regardless. You could the, we both have said you need to give up on this tour experiment, but who are they going to go out that and get that is better than Tua? So, you already got him, Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I would agree with that statement. Oh to be man, honest. I'm kidding! I'm kidding! I'm kidding! <laughs> I know that's why I said maybe, but you know, to get a big upgrade from Tua and a definition of going all in. You got to win now. You give up your 24 and 25 picks. Obviously, you can't this year because you done messed up. But go all in. Get Lamar Jackson. That offense would be electric. That defense on paper, we said, is going to be good. So you want to be a contender? You want a shot? Two is not the answer. Because then when Tyreek retires, what are you going to do? Rebuild. <laughs> Guess so. Then you spent a hundred million dollars on rebuilding in yep. three years. I mean, hey, it, it takes it takes
1: aggressive bets to win when you're you know when you're not the when you're not the best at the table, and the Dolphins aren't the best at the table because you know that belongs to the Chiefs. You know, and if not the Chiefs, that's the Bengals. That might be the Bills next. That might be the Jets when when or if they get Rodgers. So I I don't think it's a bad take. You know, obviously you have to make, make the money work, but I mean if you only need to make it work for two, three years, perhaps you can do that anyway. So that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be fun to watch. That'd be really fun to watch. That'd be an awesome fantasy team. Um just just get the whole Dolphins offense and you'll you'll win it all.
0: Yeah, could the the speed that they would have, Lamar Jackson, Raheem Mozart, um, and Tyreek and Waddle obviously would be <laughs> like you said just a fantasy team like that's that's a fan that you're drafting a fantasy team right there who's their who's their tight end this year though
1: i honestly don't know because gasecki is at least not currently signed right he didn't find anywhere Mm -mm. so he might still come back on a on a prove it type deal you never know but as of right now i have no clue or did he
0: Sorry. Long pause. I feel like Mike Gasecki. Patriots. Maybe. Yeah. That kind of sounds right. He signed, yeah, he signed with the Patriots. Mm. Sorry, I all didn't right. know that because I don't even like him, but
1: all right. Well that leads us to the next topic. Let's get to the Patriots. So another a rumor rumor mill here, this is one that's you know not directly sourced, but lightly sourced, is that Bill Belichick and the and well really just Bill Belichick, maybe not even the Patriots as a whole, are fed up with Mac Jones and they are shopping him. He is on the trade block.
0: Drake, what do you think? Um, I mean, if that's true, I've also heard that they're exploring adding a veteran guy to help them both out, Zappy and Mac Jones. I've seen that there's a locker room split between the two as well. So who knows the real story, but if the real story is that Belichick is looking to trade Mac Jones, and I'm sorry, but Mac Jones is gone, you know, um, is, is Bailey Zappi any better? Who knows, but give him a shot. And if not draft a new one, you know, they were spoiled with Tom Brady, but Mac Jones didn't work out. Give Bailey Zappi a year or two. And if it doesn't work out, try again. But if Belichick is truthfully looking to trade Mac Jones, then I firmly believe that Mac Jones will be gone. He might be. I mean, there's you know, there's
1: smoke, so there might be fire. But I think they should only move him if they can upgrade. Like, if you're planning to move him just because just you're mad, like, I, I don't think that's a good move because you're not going to get good value. Like, he just had a bad year. Why are you going to... Why are you going to sell your first round draft pick stock and get a third or fourth rounder back? Maybe. Like, that's just not good business. Play him another year, you know, keep him on the team unless you can use him in a package for someone else, then sure. But if it's just, you know, Mac or the field, like, you know, roll with Mac, just roll with him. He had one, one pretty good year, one bad year, like year three is where you ultimately get to see where things break. So I would say, there, you know, there might be some truth to it, but I, I don't think they should trade him. I, I'm not a, I'm not a big Mac guy, but I also don't think you can totally throw him away
0: quite yet. Did you say Mac Jones had one good year? I said pretty good. It, it, dude, Mac Jones is terrible, bro. He grittied in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I, he had one, uh, dude, I no, mm nope, mm-mm. I don't think Mac Jones is a serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL. I'll take Carson Wentz, and you know how I feel about Carson Wentz. Mm. Who do you think had a higher passer rating last year, Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Um, false. Well, Kenny Pickett's passer rating was pretty mid last year.
1: Mid. Define yep. mid.
0: Mid. What's mid? Give me a range. Dude, you always hate on Kenny Pickett. Like, we don't have the worst offensive coordinator in the league. The Patriots had a defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. What are you talking about? Better, literally a better offensive coordinator literally than Matt Canada. Literally a defensive coordinator. Literally Matt Canada couldn't be an offensive coordinator for St. Joseph High School in Kenosa. <laughs> like Neither could Matt Patricia. Probably could. No, he could not. They literally had a defensive coordinator and special
1: teams coordinator co-calling an offense. Well, co-calling guess what? an offense.
0: Guess what? Guess what?
1: What? We had
0: Matt Canada. Okay. No, you're just you're you're
1: just out. You're out of you're off base on this one. No, I'm not. I don't like nobody. Matt either. Nobody totally
0: understands insane. how bad Matt Canada is until you see us run a jet sweep on third and 16 after running the ball, the first two downs and you want to know it's impossible. There's no offensive coordinator who's worse than that Canada period. There was, but they got fired. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. I'm sorry. It's because just you're not wrong. factual. Okay. It's just not, a, a real it's not a true statement truth speaker all right on to the next thing <laughs> so
1: back to the rumor mill so it's been on it, it's they're saying that it's on the table or other people actually have come to the table that the Packers and Jets have been sitting at for let's say what a month and some change now And there's two new faces there, apparently, or at least that's what people are saying, people close to the room. They are saying that the Patriots have entered the room. They're at the table, as are the San Francisco 49ers, with these rumors swirling. Do you think this is true, this is credible, that those teams are actually in talks with the Packers, seeing what they can do to get Rodgers, or is this straight-up bull? Well,
0: I haven't seen any of this, so... Who knows? Why don't uh you've seen it? So, what do you think, Mister Rogers Packer fan?
1: I think the Niners is one hundred percent fabricated bowl, like okay. no chance. Even if they did want to go to the table, which I don't think they do. I think they're you know comfortable to roll with really cheap quarterbacks. Even if they did want to, the Packers would tell them to you know, get the H E double hockey sticks out of there. And, you know, we'll, we'll meet, you know, we'll meet them in he double hockey sticks later, but there's no way that the, that the Niners are, are at the table. The Patriots is interesting. I don't think so, but if it were, let's just have a little thought exercise. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be great because number 12, Back in Foxborough, does Rodgers wear number twelve? If so, that's pretty cool. If not, that's kind of interesting too. Seeing him no wear a number, he okay, won. he can't. Okay, either way, that's an interesting concept to play with. There, he gets to play with the goat coach, which is very cool. Obviously, we've you know it's been talked about in the past. Like, what if Rodgers got to play with Belichick instead of Brady having him? Like, you know, could they have won as many Super Bowls? Like, obviously, not the same exact thing. There's no. Uh, McDaniels there, you know, anything like that. So very different, but that's cool. But also just thinking about the Jets, the Jets and how bad of a blunder it would be for them to strike out on Aaron Rodgers, and for Aaron Rodgers to end up with the team in their division that always beats them. And the Jets would be stuck with your boy, Zach Wilson. So you know what they would do? They would call the Patriots and say, Hey, what about Mac Jones? And then Belichick would tell them to go to hell. So that's a fun thought exercise, but I don't think that's, that's true, but it's, it's just fun to think about.
0: That would be Rogers to the Patriots would be fine. <laughs> it, I think it would be, I don't think it would be better than him going to the jets. Personally, I think the, the jets have just a better roster than the Patriots. Um, but on the back end, a lot of things that would work out well for Rogers there and then, yeah, haha, Jets. Like I said, I had them as, I still have them currently as, like the off-season free agency losers right now. Like they're just not getting anything done there, and right now their starting quarterback is Zach Wilson. So it would be just hilarious it really if would. he went to the Patriots. That would just be. I don't even know how I couldn't. I would literally. Want to record this episode on that day because it would just be, we'd just be laughing. It'd it'd just be amazing.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay,
0: all right. So hopefully we get some.
1: Hopefully we get some news on that front, though, with the Aaron Rodgers side of things. Lamar Jackson. Like, I want to see this stuff get done. You know. Well, I want to start thinking about you know the draft only, and then thinking about next year only. But you know, good thing we got the NBA playoffs to keep us distracted in the meantime. But uh, last real quick topic here in regards to the NFL. Uh, so we did have some some negative news. The the owner for the Arizona Cardinals, someone whose name I did not know. Drake, I don't think you did you did either. But uh, his name is Michael Bidwell. He's been accused uh, or accused of gross misconduct. Just you know, generally being someone who's just not good in the workplace, like you know, discriminatory, harassing people. There's even a cheating scandal. There's you know, talks that he was. Uh, in contact with you know suspended members of uh, of leadership and personnel within the organization so just a, a total mess and my thoughts there as far as that is that that sh- that should be something that is punishable for that owner like players when they do something bad coaches when they do something bad they get punished they're in the headlines they get dragged through the mud and they get punished these owners should not just be held to that same standard but a higher standard they're the ones reaping all of the benefits of the nfl of the printing press that is the national football league they need to be held accountable for this sort of stuff i honestly think it's something that deserves to be talked about because obviously if this was a player with the same thing it would be everywhere so i i do think this is something that belongs in headlines and it's something to where the cardinals should be punished and it does seem like that that is just not a good ownership group for that franchise. Like there was, if you remember a few weeks back, they came out with basically report cards from all the players that were surveyed in the league on the different franchises, how they treat families, how their facilities are, what their, what their personnel is like. The Cardinals raked really bad in every single thing across the board. So their ownership is clearly just not doing it right. And that fan base deserves a different owner.
0: Sweet. <laughs> no comment.
1: Yeah, Drake, uh, Drake Mr. Pittsburgh f- Steeler fan that's uh, been blessed his whole life to have one of the greatest ownership groups in the National Football League in all of professional sports. And just the kings of stability when it comes to ownership and head coaches doesn't think it matters who the I, owner is. Doesn't think people care. And I did a little straw poll at work after having this debate with Drake. I work with Bears fans. And I said, do you know who the owner of the Bears is? And I said, also, this isn't a trick question. I'm not going to say, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Who's the owner of the Bears, I say? And they're like, the McCaskey family, Virginia McCaskey. And I'm like, what do you think of them? They are awful. Why? They're moving the team out of Chicago. The team has been poorly run. New coach every other year. They can't get it right. They haven't won a bowl since 85. They're doing it wrong, wrong, wrong. Fans care about who their owner is because that affects them. Like, they have, you know, they're going to love that team regardless. But bad ownership bleeds into a team. Look at the Browns. That's not an accident that they've been bad for so long. Look at the Lions even up until recently. It's not an accident when teams are so bad for so long. Look at the Knicks. Like, there's example, example, example. But then on the flip side, good ownership leads to good teams like the Steelers, like the like the Warriors, like the Patriots, whoever it is. So I think it really matters. And I feel very blessed as a Packer fan to not be owned by an individual or or a group of people. I know I get it. You know, the publicly owned doesn't mean anything like we don't get to choose, you know, who's our who's the president. We don't get to elect Mark Murphy, but. We also don't have to worry about scandals for our owner. We don't have to worry about our owner saying, oh, we've stunk for 10 years, and this city isn't big enough. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm old enough to remember the Bucks being on the bubble for moving to Vegas. Man, what a travesty that would have been. Ownership, if you have it, it's so important. Fans do care about it. Drake doesn't think so, but again, he's super spoiled in that way, so you've got to take that with a little grain of salt, and after that grain, get a full
0: spoonful of it. Well, I'm glad you went on that rant because you're completely wrong. I do think that players or fans should care about their owner. Who, why, As a Steelers fan, what am I to care about the Arizona Cardinals owner? Do you know who the owner of the Miami Dolphins is, Joe, off the top of your head right now? No chance. Okay, so it doesn't matter about who the owner is of another organization that you don't follow, don't care about, doesn't affect you. Of course, I love the Rooney family. That's my owner for my team. I don't care about who the owner of the Arizona Cardinals is. I'm
1: not saying I care who it is, but it does. It matters. And and you should care because it's also like. You know, we're just not on here just being the spokespersons, as even though it sounds like it most of the time for the Steelers and Packers, like we're we're here to talk about the whole landscape, and I think ownership is included in that landscape. If
0: sure, but when you go to work, you are about your coworkers, your manager, maybe your COO. Obviously, you have a you know you have the pleasure of working with your CEO and whatever but a lot of companies don't so ownership is like back end stuff and in the NFL ownership really doesn't care about their fans like if they did they wouldn't switch locations obviously it's a good business move but they don't have you know fans interest at heart like like you just mentioned the bucks moving to what was it vegas like yep. that would rip the hearts out of miami of uh, M- milwaukee fans yep. but but the, like maybe i don't know what i don't know what went down like why that move didn't happen maybe it was the, the bucks had a good owner and they wanted to stay right where they were it was but, that we got funding for the pfizer forum okay well, <laughs> simple well, as that so you know when they don't really care about the fans or they're fine ripping their heart out for a couple more million bucks like yeah obviously it does matter but it's more of a a back-end business thing and that's why when something goes down with players compared to owners we get more of the players because it's the players league you know like do i think it should get more coverage probably because it's a a sport and it's an aspect of the sport in general. And I think it should get covered just because I think all wrongdoings and everything should be covered throughout the sport regardless. But do I think it matters of what the Cardinals owner did? No, they stink anyway. They stink regardless. If he was cheating, they, he didn't do a very good job at it. So, no, I think it
1: was a different kind of cheating. I don't think it was like cheating, like a uh, NFL cheating. I, I kind of read the story as more like, cheating in like a relationship cheating
0: oh like uh he was having an affair with
1: that that's oh. how i read it now i may have just sped read it too fast and just um miss uh misinterpreted it or made assumptions based on what i was seeing but uh let's i mean back to the the conversation itself i think it's i think we're on the same page that ownership does obviously matter i think we're just coming at it from different angles like you're saying you don't care until it's time to care basically like doesn't matter unless it's something like something big happens or it's your owner but like in general it's not that big a deal while i'm just trying to say that like you know i i I agree with that like obviously you know culture starts from the top top down so it does matter as far as like those individual teams but it is better to have an owner that like you never hear anything bad of them in the news You, you don't necessarily have to see them every day but to to at least not have to you know not have to feel like you're working for for someone who is you know someone you don't respect someone you you don't want to make money for
0: I think that does matter yeah a hundred percent I'm pretty sure we're definitely on the same page there all right well we went full circle and
1: landed on some common ground how about <laughs> that
0: seems like it always happens though
1: we're like hubba, haba haba
0: and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And were like, you know what? We're actually saying the exact same thing. Just with different words.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. We'll table that. And let's get to, let's get to our last little segment here. So reaching the, the end of our, our episode now. And we're going to talk about a few players, a few teams, and a coach is in there as well. And these, these folks, they're on a downward spiral. You know, things haven't been going well. Now, we have to decide if we're ready to write them off or if they should not write back, though, Geno Smith style. So let's uh, let's go player by player, piece by piece, bit by bit, and start with one we've talked about a lot already. But let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Drake, are you ready to write him off?
0: Um, Nah. I mean, dude, I don't think – I don't know if Kyrie is to blame for all this, to be honest. I just – you know, he just had a he's, you know, he's leading the NBA in fourth quarter points.
1: I did not know that, but I know he did have an excellent game uh the other night against the
0: against the Kings. Yeah. And Luka's leading Luca's leading the league in first quarter points. Kyrie's leading the league in fourth quarter points. So I don't necessarily think it's Kyrie to blame. I think he's built this persona or whatever. Um but I don't want to talk too much about it. We have but I'm not ready to write off Kyrie. I still think he's a great player. I think he can be a good fit somewhere. Um, but yeah.
1: I think the answer to this question is entirely up to him. Like, I think there's no reason that we should have to write him off. The only reason is, you know, just his general antics. And I think it's within his control. Either way, if he wants to take a, you know, a Geno Smith route, and use, you know, just kind of put his head down and work, I think he can do that. But if he wants to, you know, continue to you know, just make poor decisions, then he can he can do that too. I think it's it's on him. Like, I don't want to write him off because he's, you know, he is supremely talented and he does do good stuff off the court. It doesn't get a lot of credit. Like, he is incredibly charitable, like, for, for example. But, um, you know, his decisions as far as how it affects team success and individual Performances even like is is super questionable. So it's it's up to you, Kyrie. It's entirely up to you. But uh that also plays into our next topic here, which is the you know the Mavs' playoff hopes. So let's paint the picture real quick. Uh, again, they did beat the Kings the other night. So they've got two games left. I want to say it's uh I know they play the Bulls and then another pretty mid team, if I'm not mistaken. And they're chasing the Thunder. So they need the Mavs need to win their games and have the Thunder lose at least one just to get into the 10 seed. Drake for the Mavs playoff hopes. Are you ready to write them off or should they not
0: write back though? Um they play the Spurs by the way, but um okay. not mid. Not I'm <laughs> they're done for. I'm writing them off for sure. Um They got to win out, like you said, and then someone needs to lose or someone needs to lose out. I think they can get in if, like, the Lakers finish 0-3. The Pelicans, I think, need to lose out or the Timberwolves. So a lot of things would have to happen, and I just don't think the likelihood is it's going to happen. So, unfortunately, my original pick when we (laughs) did the early rankings was the Mavs (laughs) in the finals, but... You're not alone, um, yeah, they're written off, scratched off, erased, whited out, and written over.
1: Should they tank to try to get a top ten pick
0: um, sure <laughs> maybe I don't i just, they stink, okay, I think, yeah. Luca is just, it's just Luca. And then Luca runs out of gas. And now look, they're about to be the 12th seed. Hmm.
1: No, I'm just, uh, I'm not going to write them off just because last time I wrote off a team in the NBA, it was the Lakers. And now look at them. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's um, what you get. You wrote them off too. <laughs> <When LeBron laughs> yeah, and then LeBron, LeBron was like, dude, okay, side note. I think LeBron was definitely just shutting himself down for the season because he thought they were done, and now they're back, and he's like, my ankle healed faster than anybody ever in the history of ankles.
1: If that's the case,
0: man, I'd be back to hater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Like, actually. Dude, think about it. They, they were done. They were looking like they were out. Everybody was ready to write them off. And then Lebron he goes down on some Wolverine blood. He goes down on some ankle injury that, if you go back and watch it, doesn't he just looks like he stepped in, you know, oh, you he heard a pop blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. But he played and then was like, "I'm out. I'm done. You know, um sh- shut down. He was shut down for like it was gonna be like six weeks or whatever. And then now the Lakers are battling for play-in contention and their new rosters looking good and this and that and now he went to the best doctor in the world and he's back playing like he hasn't missed a beat.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that. I I got a I'm going to keep my my tin foil hat in the closet. I'm not going to put on my conspiracy theory hat on that one. Can't join you.
0: It's just I don't know, man. He came back three weeks early.
1: Well, because they needed him. And he saw the op you know. I mean he, he is LeBron. He does heal fast. Yeah, maybe
0: maybe he just like you said, this team needed him. And here he is, savior, Captain LeBron James. Captain
1: LeBron. But uh back towards <laughs> back towards the the list in general. I got to love a a little LeBron Lakers side note. Even when they're not on the agenda, they're on the agenda. That's just the Lakers. Uh, But uh, let's move on to the next one. And this team's been kind of spiraling here a little bit. Spiraling's a little bit extreme, uh, but uh, definitely some crucial losses as of late. And that's the Denver Nuggets. You know, they're they're still the one seed. That looks like pretty concrete. But for their finals hopes, you know, with KD looking healthy and the Suns back, with the Warriors looking good, with the Lakers and Clippers and everybody else looking good, with the Nuggets' finals hopes, are you ready to write them off for getting to the finals?
0: Now, when I seen this on the list, I was like, like you said, spiraling is a little, eh, you know, they're, they're resting some players for the playoffs. But finals hopes, we've said it, who knows, the West is wide open. So I can't write them off, definitely not. But, yeah, that's... Short and sweet for the Nuggets. Can't write them off because they very well could win the West. They could. I mean,
1: they were my original pick, uh, so I'm not going to write them off quite yet. But depending who they match up with, I might be writing them off when I'm picking my playoff brackets. Like, they're a team, as much as anybody, especially top seeds, like, if they play, if they played the Lakers, I think I'd pick the Lakers. I probably would too. I would agree with you. Yeah, I think, especially with their style of play, because their defense is just not good. Especially with Jokic, like if there's a team that can attack Jokic, like that's that's gonna be really tough.
0: Dude, for the AD Nuggets. will
1: eat him. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so they're I can't write them totally off because hey, if it's you know, their first round is against the T-Wolves, and then their second round is against the, you know, I don't know, the Clippers, and then the last round's against the Kings. Like, yeah, sure. I hope you win all three of those.
0: <laughs> Dude, I don't even – never mind. But – Not yeah. going to get sidetracked again because not going to throw shots at, at Denver. Always with the the strays. <laughs> all right. So the last one on
1: the NBA side of things. Man, now this team is 100% in a downward spiral. Drake picked their logo. He picked their logo and then took them off. (laughs) He picked them fourth and then let the next four teams he picked after them jump them in the rankings. The Trailblazers. The Trailblazers. Not only did they fall out entirely of our logo draft, but what are they now? 13th in the West. They lost to the
0: Spurs
1: yesterday. The Spurs. Who do you think was the Spurs' highest scoring player?
0: Dude. The- Diop. I was gonna say <laughs> like, I don't I don't know if I can name you three Spurs players right now.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's who they just lost to, man. Like what an awful season for the Trailblazers. But now we gotta talk about it. Dame time. Dame time in Portland. Is it over?
0: Are you ready to write it off? Yeah, dude. Dame's got to be gone, man. Like, he's... I just... Yeah. Written... Like, again, written off. Paper shredded. Glued back together. whited out. Rewritten over. Every... Like, Dame is is done for, man. Like, I know he says he wants to play there, and he's not big on leaving, and this and that, but... It's a wrap. Like, give up.
1: Honestly, I think you could convince him. Just have him listen to our logo draft and how you dropped that. (laughs) If he hears that, he would be like, man, it's time. It's Dame time to get Dame out of here. Like, get out of there. Get out of there, Dave. Like, just no one's going to blame you. You stayed so long. Like, Like, go. It's not like they're just on the cusp and you couldn't get over the hump, so you ran away. They stink. They're so bad. Like, it's over. It's over. And
0: they've stunk for years.
1: years. Obviously,
0: they were, you know, they're okay. Like, they could hang around and maybe beat somebody with a nice, dame time shot. But yeah,
1: I mean, they did make the conference finals that one time, but. No one took them seriously.
0: One time. <laughs> like that's like, dude, Dame's been a top player in the league for what? Ten years? Yeah, I was almost. gonna say
1: probably about eight ten. nine years, but ever since they lost Aldridge, you couldn't take them seriously.
0: No, and you know he's still playing at a high level. Like,
1: oh, he's great.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Goodbye, like goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, indeed. I don't know if he will leave though, but I'm just I'm gonna DM him a clip of me drafting him and taking him off, and maybe he'll leave, like you said.
1: I think that would shoot. If I were on the Trailblazers and I watched that, I would just be demoralized. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, like hey, so done. Drake McHugh drafted our logo and then took it off. You've gotta <laughs> go. Drafted him fourth too, or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was fourth. Dude, you know what? Look, off. Looking at it, it's still kind of a sick logo.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> Man, you're gonna go back and forth, and then by the time we post it, people are gonna listen to this and be like, they're just gonna be confused. They're gonna be like, did the Trailblazers get posted or not?
0: <laughs> I still don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: Oh my lord.
0: Um, but yeah,
1: so we're we're both on the exact same page there and you know hey portland you know good idea for a redesign right now too while you're at it um, but last last couple items for for this list before we wrap up, up here um, we're actually going to combine i'm actually going to combine these into one since we already talked about these guys a little bit earlier so with the patriots with mac jones on the trade block with the mess of a coaching staff that they had last year do you think it's time to write off Bill Belichick's chances of winning ring number seven as a head coach in New England. Is it time to write it off?
0: Well, I mean, maybe if he can stick around for like eight more years, he might get another one. But, um, (laughs) if trash Jones is your quarterback, then yeah. Written off, written off completely. Like, get Rodgers, maybe you'll get seven in in 2 years, but I don't know. They're trash, definitely not. He, sorry, Bill.
1: Yep, I'd say unless they get Rodgers. Yep, sorry. I'm writing it off. The AFC is just way too good. Not even that, like the Patriots are just way too bad. Yeah, but in a mediocre conference, like the Patriots could sneak in at like a 10 win team and, you know, get lucky, get lucky. Like, you never know. Like, that's something that is possible. But with how good the conference is, like, you just can't. Like, you can't avoid everybody. Oh, you didn't have to play the Chiefs? Oh, well, here's Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Here's Lamar and wherever he's playing. You know, like, it's, you just can't do it. So that's, that's toast. Sorry, Patriots fans. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Belly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. Like I said, if he can stick around for eight, nine more years, maybe. He's uh, 70 years old. Yeah, maybe he'll be an 80-year-old coach, and he'll be in the Super Bowl. And, you know, little Johnny playing in on a grass field in high school right now, throwing 4,000 yards, will be on the Patriots, and they'll win a Super Bowl.
1: Little Johnny?
0: Hey,
1: quarterback for. Ooh, Archie Manning. What about that?
0: That'd be, you know, that'd be gas. Yeah, that, that'd be that'd more be, than fine. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fine. Come on, Drake. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our our topics here for tonight, though. Definitely. Um, good, good episode. Now, you know I gotta do it. If you liked episode number sixteen, follow our Spotify. You can find episode 15 all the way down to episode three, two, and one. And you can follow us on Instagram at Matt Talk Sports. Uh, We post every week. So if you liked episode 16, you can check us back out for episode 17.
1: As always, thank you, everybody, for joining in. We love you all and appreciate the support. By all means, feel free to share your thoughts with us. But thanks for joining us for episode 16. It was a sweet one. Sweet 16 here. And and that's a wrap. You'll hear us next week. You can
0: book it.